and welcome to That American Football Show, powered by EP Sports. EP Sports is the top supplier in the UK for all your American football needs, helping players and coaches reach their potential since 2007. Check them out at epsports.co.uk. I'm here with Joe, Tim and Craig as usual. A uh, bit of a quieter episode this week, no guests, just some news around the league. Um, I guess we'll talk about what we've all just been a bit watching, the, uh, the global CFL draft uh, has just happened uh, only what eight teams four rounds so it only took about 45 minutes but we all watched the live stream and what did you think of it boys it it was good a uh, lot of aussie panthers i think <laughs> is the is the one thing that we but the thing is they all played aussie rules what looked like at a good level like a lot of them were playing at the mcg which is what 90,000 seater stadium and it's and they're just whacking Aussie rules and nut, nuts game. Anyway. Yeah, Aussie like, rules like, is a weird looking game. It's just people kicking a ball and running into each other. <laughs> yeah, it's they're mental the Aussies, but they can kick the ball far, and obviously that's worked well because I think there was about eight punters picked. Did you see the last one that was picked as highlights? He did a bicycle kick. It was <laughs> yeah, so I don't know cool. how that's going to come into a come to help during the NFL, but sorry the CFL, but it might bit of a trick play. I do think the NFL should adapt the way they did that because it was just an updating on a screen. It lasted about 20 minutes, if that. It was great. And it was all all commentated on by a player who just did a live stream of it. He was a good guy. He was nuts, but he kept it very entertaining. Yeah. Um, I did a, did apply for the signed jersey. I would be lying. <laughs> His name's Stavros Katsantonis. Apologies. said that wrong. You also said he's a real estate agent as well. <laughs> it's that's what it used to be like back in the like the, when the NFL first started. It was a it was a side gig. Like I know Charles, um, Ch- what's his name, Chuck Benderick for the Eagles, probably our most famous player. He was a concrete salesman on the side. Like lower league English, like soccer. You know what I mean? Like with it all really? after yeah, they've all got part time jobs on the side. It's like uh, it's like when you go play San Marino and you just see like half of them are butchers and builders and PE teachers. It's great. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good little draft. Couple of English players gone. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get to see Cadell go, but I'm sure he's going to find success somewhere. Um, anyway, moving on to some news around the actual league. A um, couple of free agency moves. Very recently, we've just seen uh, Corderell pass into the Falcons. Um, one I can't remember what I said, uh, but the biggest one is Clowney is going to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I think it was a one-year deal, um, but the the Browns are they were already renowned for their kind of star power for the past two years. Depending on how you view Clowney, he's three four years removed of being kind of a top tier. Looked at least a top tier edge rusher. He's maybe a bit worse now, but. He's going opposite Miles Garrow, which is going to be pretty deadly. Um, Craig, how do you feel about the AFC North with that move? Do you think it affects you at all, or is it going to be big? Yeah, I get why they've made the move, especially now since like it's a it's a league that's getting some some bigger name quarterbacks in, some some guys who you want to sort of gonna have to get out of. It's quite an aggressive move. Um, I think on that line, which is quite a good line, he could really sort of maybe shine and kickstart his career and sort of show that he can hit that sort of because I think up till now people have sort of 
I've always thought that he underperformed a little bit maybe and has been a little bit too quiet for the hype that was around him. But on such a talented line, he might have enough talent around him that it sort of frees him up that little bit and takes a little bit of the pressure off him so he can really let loose and, and, and shine. If only he played opposite an all-pro defensive player for a couple of years. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but I'm trying to trying to trying to remain positive for him and, and for Browns fans. But yeah, it's a scary prospect, you know. Obviously, it, it worries me watching Lamar run around like he does. So another big guy who's going to come in and try and take his head off is never a happy prospect. I, I wouldn't be too worried in, in the AFC North. I think Clowney. I, I think the name is is bigger than the actual player. Like. He, he received number one overall uh, draft pick and he hasn't really fulfilled his potential I just think that it's just one of those people are more scared of the thought of him than actually what he's going to do yeah I agree I do. Joe he's not really lived up to his, his hype coming through I think it's going to be the best opportunity for him though because whilst I do tease him about JJ Watt obviously he's an oft injured man when he was with the Texans um, so it's not like he was always opposite and that Browns D-line is pretty complete as a whole so yeah I, I think it could it could be really good but it's more than likely just going to be a, a pretty average signing um, other free agency news Joe um, your your big man Julian Edelman he's, he's hung up the, the cleats yeah it's a, it's a sad day I mean it was being hinted at quite heavily uh, over over the off season already. You know the fact that he picked up this injury back end of last year and his age as well. It just sort of it seemed like the stars were aligning and and this was going to happen. It's, it's you know it's a massive shame for us. You know his numbers. Don't get me wrong. I saw some people debating, and it happens every time a player retires. Hall of Fame. Okay, look, I love Julian Edelman. I love him to bits, but he is not a Hall of Fame player. He is, don't get me wrong, one of the best big-time, big-moment players that the NFL has ever seen. You think about the you know, the Patriots, even the NFL, the, some of the biggest moments in playoff games and Super Bowls in the last five, six years. Julian Edelman is, is half of them. He's just, he's just that clutch player that always was reliable, but always in January and in Feb. So he's had a fantastic season. Uh, you know, we got exactly what we wanted out of him, and it's just a shame to see another one of the old guard go because this team is becoming very uh, fresh, new faced, apart from the old coach in charge. So what's the over under on when he signs for Tampa Bay? About week ten, week <laughs> eleven. Yeah, yeah, week nine, I think. Yeah, all it takes is one invite from Gronk, and everyone's up for that party. So yeah. I made that joke for I can I would not be surprised in the slightest if it gets to like August and next minute I get an alert through on my phone and it says that he's gone down to to Tampa and signed up to join join his mates down that way. But yeah, part the the Hall of Fame kind of discussion, he's been very consistent, and if you could get into the Hall of Fame off playoff stats, he'd be. I, th- I think I looked at a list of like. Playoff receptions, yards, and catches. He's second in pretty much everything behind Jerry Rice, which is saying something. But like his his regular season stats, whilst they're very regular and consistent, there's nothing special. I, I don't think he had a, a thousand yard season many times, if at all. He's just always been there for Tom Brady. So I think you're right with with Tom Brady leaving. It's the end of somebody who's most certainly a Patriots Hall of Famer. But probably not. With the talent that hasn't made it into the Hall of Fame, he doesn't deserve it. 
No, I don't see it. I'm stealing this off someone I can't remember who, so apologies. But they said it's the Hall of Fame, not the Hall of Very Good. Yeah, he's got a great pair of hands, and I think he's one of those names that will always be mentioned when people talk about Tom Brady's career, um, and he'll maybe come up in that sense. But I, I don't see him making it in personally. And now Joe joins me on the I have no jerseys for active players uh, game. <laughs> Uh, at least Brady and Edelman are, are like wearable. I've got I can't really wear a Wentz one anymore. <laughs> uh, speaking of jerseys, Bengals have got some fresh new jerseys. Have you Have you guys seen them? Um, yeah, seen them. Quite nice. I'll uh, I'll I'll pop a picture up somewhere so people can have a look and have a gander um, and let us know what what they think. They're all right, but I, I quite like the old bet. I love the fact they get stripes. I think they've easily got one of the best colours and styles that they could do. The Tigers, Tigers are really cool. But yeah, th this just seems like a step backwards for them. I think they've always got good helmets, but these, like, I get they're more modern, but every team seems to be trying to do that. We're modern, so we're doing, like, nearly all black jerseys. And they just put a few orange kind of claw marks. I don't know, I, I quite like their old kit. I don't know. I felt like there was too much going on. Like, yeah. you're right. The color scheme is brilliant, but there was just they almost did too much. I just I'm looking at it now, and I just, I just love it. I like I like the simple look. I just think it looks a lot yeah. a lot nicer. Yeah, I don't think it's bad by any means. It's a lot less offensive. <laughs> um, also, the Washington football team. So we were just talking about this before. Tim, what's the current day? So they keeping their name for this season? I'm pretty sure I read somewhere a while ago that they're not going to change the name for this season. They're going to keep themselves called the Washington Football Team. And there's um, they've started sending out like poll cards or tickets, I guess, to um, some season ticket holders, and they have like a couple of suggested names um, that fans may go for. I've got the list up here, and let's see what we look at them. So you have the Washington Aces, uh, the Washington First City Football Club, which is a terrible choice, um, the Washington Archers, the Washington Beacons, the Washington Belters, <laughs> uh, the Washington Red Tails, Washington Razorbacks, the Washington Defenders, or the Washington Football Team. I mean... There's only two there that seem appropriate, and that's the Red Tails or football team for me. What do you guys think? I've been to Washington. I've never seen a fucking. I've never seen a <laughs> Razorback running about. Yeah. Red Tails is Red Tails is one I've seen thrown about a lot, and I think is it was quite popular when people were first discussing about um, the rename. Um, it's still it's one that seems to have, to have hung about the Archers. I don't think is a bad one either. Yeah, I like but that. what's it got I'm, to do with Washington, though? Yeah, I, I've, it's really weird. I don't know if it's just because familiarity, but I've come to really like football team. I, I wouldn't be against them keeping. <laughs> I it. like the name football team. I've just seen a really offensive joke on the comments, and I can't even want to say it. And can we just clip it out if it's really too bad? <laughs> <laughs> go on, go on. Clip it out, Joe. First city <laughs> football team. We're, hello, we're the Washington First City football team. Right, yeah. historical points here. Washington wasn't the first city. It wasn't even the so, The Belters, I assume it's because it's called the Beltway, but that's just a stupid name. 
I remember seeing Red Wolves thrown about a lot last yeah. year. I, I think Red Wolves is really good. Or just the Washington Wolves. Red Tails has got a significance because that, if I believe, if I'm right, was the name of a squad of black airmen in World War Two with the Red Tails. Yeah. Okay. That'd be quite So, we did bring some stuff to the table this week. Um, we have each picked up another person's team and we've got a, a free agent that has not yet been signed for the team to pick up. Uh, we've got a probable draft in the first round, what they think we sh- they, that team should draft. Uh, and we've also got a kind of a pipe dream trade that would go on for each person's team. We're going to gauge... Uh, the reaction of each person. So, Craig, do you want to kick us off with this? I gave you Tim's Raiders. Yeah, um, so for uh, a free agent, I had a long, hard think about this one. Um, but the person I landed on was Richard Sherman. Um, I know he's a soon-to-be free agent. Um, some secondary help, I think, for the Raiders wouldn't go amiss. Um, I know when him and... Uh, Gruden did a, an interview at some point. There was a bit of back and forth and a bit of banter between them. Um, I don't think it's that far-fetched the scenario to, to see that he could potentially end up there. Um, Is he, does, I mean, I know it's, it was specifically Crabtree he doesn't like, but I feel like Sherman has some beef with the Raiders just from games. If you listen to... I was going to wait till the end. Sorry, Craig. If you listen to that podcast that Craig's referring to, it was a loving. Uh, Gruden wasn't s- subtly suggesting that he comes to the Raiders. He was all out pitching the Raiders, and it was like it was like a, a visit, basically. Well, he, he, he Sherman played for the the DC Gus Bradley in Seattle, so he's familiar with his his sort of style of defense, um, and I imagine sort of how he likes to run things as a DC. Um, Chairman's shown that he's still got some life in him when he is healthy, even though, you know, I know he did have some injury troubles with his calf and stuff. Um, I don't think it's it's too far-fetched to see that this, you know, I wouldn't say it's likely, but I also wouldn't say it was unlikely. It wouldn't surprise me if um, this move did end up happening somewhere down the road. And it, it'd, be a good, it'd be a good Sorry. pick up for the Raiders, because correct me if I'm wrong, you've got a fairly young defence. Um, and Sherman's kind of like one of those. If any, if you can compare him to Daryl Revis, because he's kind of he's he's got the accolades in his great career, and right now he's maybe near in the twilight. You can go mercenary. You, you can put him on most teams, and he's going to improve them. And then he's bringing the experience of leading a Super Bowl winning defense multiple times. So I feel like he because he's he's been linked to the Jets a lot, who are also a, a young defense with some talent there. So. I feel like that would be a decent fit for you guys. I would love to see him there because, as Adam said, we've got a really young secondary which we've struggled. So I think a bit like we did with Jason Witten last year, but it didn't really work. Bring him in almost as a coach on the field for the younger players, yeah. but he can still play. He's still yeah. playing at a higher level Built last year. Good. So yeah, perfect. I'd love that. Okay, Tim, what was your um, free agent for me? So, my first free agent for you was Richard Sherman, but I'm going to change that now. (laughs) I'm going to change it to a friend of mine. I love this player. He's one of my favourite all-time. Antonio Brown, because you need wide receivers. (laughs) (laughs) I just honestly... 
I don't think Antonio wants to leave Tom Brady in the first instance. And B, don't put that juju on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> so, joking about Eagles wide receivers, one of the guys who sort of did come up with quite, quite a lot um, when looking at potentially sort of winding up in another team was, um, is it Alshon Jeffrey? I believe okay. the Eagles have been thinking about maybe moving on from, from him. Oh, we, we, we've already released him. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like Alshon, but he's he. there was a bit of locker room drama as well, which Antonio Brown will bring in droves. I like to think he's <laughs> a decent culture. I just do not want that ruined. <laughs> he can still play, though. But that's the thing. He, he can only play with Tom Brady, it seems, because the last two teams he had a hissy fit. <laughs> You know, it'd be a bit of fun, wouldn't it? I know the Eagles, you know... You Give him a second-year Alabama quarterback who's only just starting. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think Philadelphia is a city. Would he, would he either, either work brilliantly or he, I don't think he'd make it out of there alive. Yeah, God. yeah. He, If he can't take criticism... <laughs> <laughs> be a great inspir- like, experiment. We'd just make a TV show out of it. Antonio Brown in Philadelphia. I reckon that would do so well. Oh, Jesus. Uh, anyway, I had... Who did I have? I had the Patriots. Okay. you Patriots are hard because you've not got any big holes. But then the ones you do have is kind of like they're, nag- they're nagging. But I went with Duke Johnson. I was flipping between wide receivers, cornerbacks, and... I just... I was looking at him. It's like, you've got... You've just re-signed James White, I think. Yeah. Um... Rex Burkhead, I believe, got released. Yeah, he's going. Yeah, but I don't know. James White's getting a bit old. Um, Duke Johnson, he's not made a career anywhere. He's uh, he's, he's a very good pass catching back, which built built like the Patriots offense involves a lot of. Um, he's shown he he is solid. He's played for what like the Texans and the Browns now. And he's, he's always been good enough, but he's always been played next to other star running backs. So he's never been kind of the, the workhorse. Uh, and he could take lessons from James White. I've, I've literally got us written down. I went good on research. Um, I think he'll learn from James White as well because he's been a brilliant clutch running back for you guys in certain games. And if he can pick that up off the back of it, I think he'll be a. He wouldn't be too expensive. And he's going to. He's. I think he, he's young. He's, he could still cement himself as a, a decent running back for a team. Yeah, I like that. I like that. To be fair with you, I think about it, running back isn't one of those positions for us that I massively thought about and I don't think many Pats fans think about. But you're right with James White, you know, it's we've relied on him for a long time. Would be quite nice to have someone that sort of like level level up. Well, just below him, I'd say. But yeah, just to someone that's good old reliable, in with him. I've got no complaints about that. It's not one of those you moan about. It's not something I'd get massively hyped about, but it, it seems like a smart move. So yeah, take it. Okay. Uh, and finally, Joe, you've got Craig's Ravens. Yes. So I had to look around at this, and oh, you know, there are quite there are quite a few with with the Ravens. In a lot of places, the Ravens are excellent, but there's a couple places where there are pretty big gaping holes. Uh, yeah. You know, wide receivers, one of them, quite famously, uh, Ed Rusher is one of them as well. After losing Jude, on you know, you, you're looking there. But I went for an offensive lineman, so I've gone for Eric Fisher, to okay. come in, who is still a free agent. So granted, he did do his Achilles, 
which is, isn't a pretty injury to have. Not not many injuries are pretty, but that's definitely not top of your list. Um, so he's expected back in August, which is what four months from now. It's not not too bad. It gives him a month before the start of the season to sort of get into shape. I was having a look at the cap space that the Ravens have. It's around thirteen and a half million. So you've got a little bit to play with there, and. Eric Fisher's last contract was about $12 million a year. He's 30 years old now. He knows he's not going to get the same contract that he did get at the Chiefs, I wouldn't think. He's been he's had that injury now. He's got a few years on him. You know, there's a reason why the Chiefs did get rid. But I think for the Ravens it you know, it fits a, a big hole that they've got in a conference that he's won a couple times in the last 2 years. So he knows what he's doing, he's an experienced player, and I think it would be good for Lamar to have that just a bit more protection in front of him. So that's what I went for Fisher. I like the sound of that. I think on a on a short deal for the for the yeah. right price, um you know, like you said, he's had the Achilles injury. It's not especially being an O lineman, you want him to be quite mobile, so you don't know how just how sort of mobile he could be after an injury like that. But I mean he's he's definitely as you know, he's got a proven track record. I wouldn't wouldn't snub my nose at him at all. Okay, uh, next round we have got uh, uh, the first round pick in the draft. Who you think will be there, and who think you should pick? Uh, Craig, do you want to kick us off again? Um, okay, so I, I went through quite a few different mock drafts, and there was a lot of there was some crazy ones. Like um, someone had Devonta Smith dropping down quite there. I thought it was a bit low for him. Um, obviously, the Tafts poll we had a uh, Trayvon Morig, the safety. I think it was. Um, but I went for Christian Dadashaw, the offensive tackle from Virginia Tech. Um, apparently, he's not been getting as much love as some of the other offensive linemen in the draft. Um, but from from what I've heard and what I've read about this guy, he's pretty solid. He's got some, some good tape. He's just sort of prototype tackle. He's very sort of mobile, um, very agile. Um, and I think, you know... Um, Derek Carr, he's sort of he's shown that he can be consistent and he can get the job done when he's got the protection around him. So why not invest in in someone who's going to help him out and give him the time to to do what he can do? I'd be happy as Larry with that. Um, it's a good year for offensive tackles, but we're getting to the point in draft season where players are getting holes picked in them that aren't really there, and I think that's why he's dropped a little bit. Um, the chat among all Raiders beat writers and websites is that we're going to go tackle in the first and then safety in the second, which would be great because the strength of the tackle class is a lot higher than the strength of the safety class. There's only like two good safeties. So if we did it that way around, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, I've seen Christian Darasol mocked up in the early teens though, so it'd be good if he drops to you. Yeah, he was 13 in the Tafts draft, I think, to the Chargers. Yeah, Chargers is a, is a big one, to be honest, because they need a tackle. Um, but Tim, who have you got for the Eagles? For the Eagles, uh, I have got... Because the most glaring obvious need you've got, even if you take Antonio Brown, is a wide receiver. So I've got you taking Jalen Waddle. Yeah. I mean, if, if, he, if, he, if, he, if he's there at 12, I'd be very happy with that pick. Because I think that's who... Let's go back to... The... Yeah, Jalen Waddle with 47.3% of the vote in the Tafts mock draft. Uh, the other option, obviously, is going to be Devonta Smith as well. Um, 
he's a weird case as well because he's dropping down draft boards just because he's skinny. Well, he was still skinny when he won the Heisman and set all those <laughs> records, so don't worry about that. He can still play. Yeah, and he's in the SEC, so it's not like it's an easy division either. Mm-hmm. But the th- thing is, it's the, po- the point is, at 12, it's a case of do the top three wide receivers, any of them make it? If one of them makes it, I'm pretty sure that's who we'll pick. But there's such a good chance they're not because the, there's just a couple of teams that could very certainly take a wide receiver and it wouldn't be a stupid pick. Um, Joe, I, yes. I've got two kind of options here. I said if you trade up, which I think is a good possibility, I've got you, to, you trading up to get either if Justin Fields or Mac Jones drops at far enough for Belichick to pull the trigger. But that's a bit of a if you trade up. If you are still drafting at 15th, um, if one of the top three wide receivers falls down, you'd go for it. But I don't think that's good. They're going to go past. Uh, well, I think we take the third one. Um, so I've got you taking whichever cornerback is available out of JC Horn or Caleb Farley. Uh, I think Patrick Sertain is going to be most certainly gone by them. Uh, but you've got. And this is why I was trying to. I was trying to find your roster and then try to match up contract years. It was a nightmare. But you're Stefan Gilmore and JC Jackson, Jackson. Yeah. they're both ending their, they're going into free agency next year. So you're, you're going yeah. to try and keep them, but there's a good chance that you may have to lose one of them. And if you're doing that, you'll want to have one of these guys to learn from the amazing defense and Stefan Gilmore. And I, I think that'll be a good long term pick for you guys. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think you're right. If we don't draft up to get that QB, and I've seen a, a mixture of you know, us trading with the Falcons, and I think the new one that's going around is us trading with the Lions to go and take the uh, the seventh pick, I think, there at. It's, yeah, cornerback JC Jackson, to be honest with you, is probably going to be released. Uh, they're talking about this year. So cornerback would make total sense, and I, I think you're pretty much spot on there. It's a shame that certain... Certain, however you pronounce it. If he drops past the Cowboys, I'm confident that the Eagles will take him there. Because yeah. he, I've had a little look into him because he was in. I think he went tenth in hours in our draft or around then. So I had a little look into him, and he seems seems a bit of a player. So yeah, definitely. But you're right. If he does drop a bit further out of that top ten, there's no way any of the problem is everything go. you need, we need. So the minute it gets to us, we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you bastards. Okay. <laughs> And uh, who have you got the Ravens picking? So, I've gone here. There's a wide receiver. I've had a look through. It's got to be wide receiver, I think, for the Ravens. I think with the Ravens, it's difficult because even though the Juju example isn't a good isn't a good example because it's Ravens and Steelers, but going to the Ravens as a wide receiver isn't the most appealing most appealing thing. You know, you're not going to get too many balls thrown your way. And it was a wide receiver. A lot, a lot of your game is stats. You know, you want to get those thousand yard uh, passing yards um, seasons. Sorry, I completely mumbled that up. But uh, Terrence Marshall is a name that came up. He's not a top three wide receiver, uh, but he's in there. He's um, he was at LSU. I think he ran a four point three eight forty yard dash, and he's six foot four. So he's you know he's a fairly fairly big boy. That he's a, he looks like a great prospect physically he looks brilliant and I think that he's that sort of player that the, the <laughs> sorry I don't know. physically it's just yeah that copy pasta where someone was like describing Saquon Barkley and they were like 
man, his thighs are just so big. I could really <laughs> massage them with oil or something. <laughs> yeah, it was along them lines, that what I just said. But he would fit in well. But from the Ravens, you can really take... It's going to be difficult to, to do it, but... If you were really serious about a wide receiver in this draft, trading up is always an option if you want to go and try to take one of the big oh, boys. It's not our style. It's it's not the Raven style to trade up. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's not. I don't know. It's not their not their style. I don't think. Um, I wouldn't again like receivers are need. Um, I wouldn't snub my nose at that. I know we are known as a running team, but at the same time. A lot of our wide receivers do catch touchdowns. We do tend to throw the ball a lot in the red zone. So what they lose in yards, they might make up for touchdowns. But it depends on what they're more interested in. Do they want to win, win Super Bowls and go go into playoffs and stuff like that, or are they more interested in just racking up yards on a on a team and potentially going going nowhere? Um, I'm hoping next year we are gonna you're gonna see the the Ravens throw the ball a bit more. Um, picking up Watkins, I think, is really gonna be a big help. I'm hoping anyway. Okay, so third one is the regular trade that you could see him making. Craig, who have you got for this? So I went, uh, I went defense. Um, I went Harrison Smith from the Vikings at safety. Um, Jonathan Abram, he's he's dealt with a few injuries and things. I know Tim's feelings about him. Um, I think a trade for him could be possible. I know he's sort of he's 32 now. Um, He's he's been a consistent player for the Vikings the whole time he's been there. Um, his nine seasons. Um, he's got a little bit of tread on the tyres, but um, like I said, he's been solid. He's been consistent. I know he's um, he's getting he's into the final year of his career now. I think or getting close to it. Um, and the Vikings have been sort of putting out feelers to see if if anyone will be interested to pick him up. Um, I think someone like him in the secondary could like you know same reasons I was saying before with Richard Sherman um, it could sort of help that quite young secondary out and sort of coach them a little bit give them you know sort of help teach them the game yeah I'd like that as well we've just signed uh, re-signed Carl Joseph who we let go we drafted him we let him go he signed for Cleveland played there for a year and now he's come back to us if he's the answer I don't know what the question is but yeah I'd take Harrison <laughs> Smith Okay, and uh, what about you, Tim? Uh, my trade, now you're going to have to bear with me on this one, Adam. So, you've now got you've got your wide receivers. You drafted one, you got a free agent. Russell Wilson is still not happy, so you're going to trade for Russell Wilson because I don't think Jalen Hurts is the answer. So, we're giving Seattle Jalen Hurts. We're giving them a first this year, a first and a second next year, and you've got Russell Wilson. Yeah, but if if the Bears were supposedly offering three first-rounders and still getting the no, I mean, I'd, don't get me wrong, if Russ wants to come cook in Philadelphia, he can make cheesesteaks. But I, I I just don't see Seattle letting him go, but that would be a, a wonderful, wonderful place for him to land. They could make a Godfather offer. They could throw in Zach Hurts instead of Hurts. Because I, I, I can't see Hurts being your starting quarterback long-term. I think they're gonna have to. I mean, I thought he would be, but having played a whole season of Madden with him, <laughs> I mean, he's got he's gone down in my expectations. <laughs> That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Okay, uh, my trade is gonna be. Bear with me while I've, I've been racking my brain thinking of one. I've nearly got one. 
That would be funny though. You you seem quite confident. That was a good old nod you had there. Yeah, that, that I mean, it's you might not like it, Joe. I'm gonna be honest, but I, I think it. Not only would it net the Eagles a decent return, I feel like your offense could do something with it. Most certainly. Here we go. Uh, you're going to be getting Zach Ertz, and you're going to be getting him for a second round pick, which is pretty reasonable. But uh, yeah, his value is maybe coming to an end with the Eagles, but he's definitely still a very good pair of hands. You've just got Hunter Henry and who's the other one? Tony uh, Smith. Smith. Yeah. So both rounders very good. Either one's a very good blocking tight end, and one's a very good stretch the field tight end. So the only one missing there is a possession tight end. So now you've got a three tight end set. And I, I don't even know what you could begin to do with stuff like that, especially with a running quarterback like Cam Newton. Just saying, Bill Belichick might be into it. Uh, yeah, like, honestly, I appreciate the salesman technique there. Uh, <laughs> like really, really good, really convincing. Uh, you, you can't knock you on that, but the product for the price, <laughs> nah. You, when you've already got two really good tight ends, it's it's difficult. I like it. Why not three? Me... <laughs> yeah. Okay, Joe, who have you got? Um. So this was actually quite tough, as as I as I mentioned before we came on the the, the Ravens as I said they're very good in very, a lot of places but in some places they do have holes, so I want to fill the edge rusher gap that they have, um, and this is bold, uh, it's bold bold bold. So I'm going to be giving the Los Angeles Chargers a ring, and saying hey you know what. Um, you, Chargers, you you got some good cornerbacks. Um, you got some very good cornerbacks. Uh, our cornerbacks are better, in my opinion. Um, but we we want to give you one of them. So what you're going to do is you're going to go right. We're going to give you Tavon Young. Uh, we're also going to give you. You know what? Fuck it. A first rounder for Mr. Joey Bosa Ooh. to come to Baltimore and hunt down quarterbacks. In the AFC North. God, the AFC North would be so yeah. brutal to be. They in. are, you know, they're they're gonna make, they're gonna make Joe Burrow shit his pants even more when he turns up <laughs> against them. If that happened, there'd be Joe Bosa, Davian Clowney, Miles Garrett, T.J. Watt, whoever else is on the Steelers. <laughs> I I don't think they'd have it because I don't think the Chargers the Chargers would be like, no, look, this is yeah. all like we can't, but. As, as a trade, you know, that, that corner, good cornerback and a first round, it's, you know, it's, it's yeah, a high capital. Yeah, it's a good return for him. Just, just, I don't think there's a team in the NFL that would say no to Joey Bowser, so obviously I'm not, I've not got no complaints there. I'll be happy with that. So what right. will happen is, because obviously the Chargers are trying to sell the team and it'll be Jeff Bezos. Amazon loves a bargain, so that's why they're selling off Joey Bosa's two for five. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the net pay delivery. Uh. <laughs> okay, final round, dream pickup. Uh, Craig, who's your dream pickup for the for the Raiders? Um, okay, so at first, I, at first, my first thought was linebacker at first, um, but then I remembered that didn't you just sign Corey Corey Littleton? I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, scrapped that and decided to go defensive line instead um, so I thought rather than going um, Mr Aaron Donald which would be the obvious choice um, I thought I'd go for something a little bit different so I went Cam Haywood um, solid defensive lineman uh, one of the best in the league 
uh, I think seeing him in a in a Raiders uniform, you know, he, he looked good in the in the black and yellow. I think seeing him in the black and silver, he'd be, you know, it's a, it's a mean guy. I think he'd be it'd be a nice fit there. I could see him, yeah. I could see him in the in the black and silver. Definitely see yeah, that. I feel like Steelers to Raiders is a pretty similar defensive aggressive nature. Craig's just trying to get rid of all the uh, big dogs out of the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be sad to see him go either, to be honest. <laughs> Tim, who have you got for the Eagles picking up? So, for the Eagles, on a similar line of getting rid of someone, I've got Dak Prescott for you. You need a quarterback, and you take a quarterback away from the Cowboys. I mean, yeah, and it's great that, oh, it's just, that's a, that's a juxtaposition of feelings, that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he'd, he'd improved it. I mean, I think we've got his college head coach as well as our quarterbacks coach, so it would definitely be a sensible move. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd take that. It would improve us drastically, and it would make the Cowboys a lot shitter. Um, okay. Uh, Joe, I've finally addressed your wide receiver need. Um, I'm giving you a, a, bit, a bit of a whopping trade here. Uh, so you're sending a first-rounder, you're sending a third rounder and you're sending JC Jackson. He's just had a good season, I believe, so he's a good value. And you're sending that to the Falcons. And in return, you are getting none other than Julio Jones. Oof. Because you've already got these two, you've got these three tight ends now, just all over the field causing chaos. You've got Duke Johnson in the back catching all these passes. Only bit, thing missing is just a wide receiver deep threat that no one can cover. So I'm going to plant Julio Jones over there and he's going to be getting about 200 throws a season I, I don't think there would be a player excluding quarterbacks that I'd be more excited about getting <laughs> genuinely I love Julio he's my favourite wide receiver potential yeah. favourite offensive player just on what he does yeah yes all day I take <laughs> yeah take my money well take Kraft's money <laughs> Uh, and finally, who do you have for the Ravens picking up? That's not Joey Bosa. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, for the Ravens, uh, I'm going wide receiver. I, I'm I'm looking and I want a young wide receiver who's going to be there with Lamar. They're going to create a bond. Um, no other than DK Metcalf I've got going there. I just think he's just that big, strong, quick wide... He's, we've seen what he's like. He's just... He's an outstanding player. He's on his way to the top. You know, he's young, which is the main reason I put him in there because he's already hit those high heights already and he's still got so long to go. So, yeah, DK Metcalf. Okay. How do you feel about that, Craig? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm a fan of Metcalf and I think I think a good, tough receiver like that would do quite well. Um, I think of the, he could turn out to be like a, like a Steve Smith, um, just obviously a lot bigger. <laughs> He's terrifyingly large. I saw I, I saw that picture again of him just like when he was in the gym. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he was man. But yeah, that's our free agent segment, uh, whatever it is. Uh, so let us know how you think we picked for your teams. Let us know who you think the best pickup would be for our teams. Um, we have got one question, uh, have we not? Uh, yes, we have. This came through on Twitter from Andy Burroughs. Uh, I'm not entirely sure whether this was a slightly sarcastic question or what, but will the Washington football team finally start getting the respect we deserve around the national media? 
artists. I mean, if you're in the NFC East, if you don't do well, you're automatically going to get ridiculed. And they've only just had one good season for the past five years. So, And even then, it was a losing season. They just got to the playoffs. So it's, I think they will because that defence is looking really good and they could do really well now. And they'll actually start winning, which obviously gets you positive attention. But they can't. you can't really be like, oh, they weren't giving it us before. It's because you had, I don't even know who was thrown for you. Yeah, I think now they've got got a better QB. Um, I thought he was a scary prospect last season. So now they've got someone who's sort of shown what he can do with the Dolphins and can actually throw the ball. Well, not just the Dolphins, half the NFL, but like um, can actually throw the ball. Um, I think I think they're a scary prospect to be honest. I I wouldn't. It's not typically at the a division that people tend to go back to back. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me seeing them seeing them go back to back. Yeah, not the I, I, I kind of get his point of view on the fact that you know the Washington they they were sort of seen as the the best of the worst last year, and I, I completely get that point of view. But I don't know. I think a lot of people are behind him. Like Ron Rivera is a really likable guy. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Washington has never really been a team that I've had any sort of appeal towards. Like you know when looking at picking a team and and sort of going through all things, they're just. They never really stood out, so I sort of get it on that front. You know, if it comes to a, so when it comes to fans, you you don't really massively think too much. But I think next year they're going to be really exciting to watch. You know, there's every chance they could go and get a, another quarterback in the draft. That's not you know that's not a complete like impossibility. They, they could be a really exciting team next year. They've got fixed magic anyway. Like I I I think yeah I I think a bit lot of people respect respect them more. Uh, actually, than they have done in the last couple the of years. They do, but yeah, I think uh, Washington, all right. Doesn't help they've got a bit of a bad owner. They're going to be an interesting team to watch for drafting up for a quarterback because Fitzpatrick's normally just a placeholder for a, a younger quarterback, and they don't really have anyone there because they got rid of Haskins, they got rid of Alex uh, Smith. So they'll be interesting to watch, but I think they're, they're a team on the rise, definitely. I think him throwing to Terry McLaurin, I think we're bound to see some interesting, some interesting things. Yeah, I mean that their defense is just absolutely fantastic. So, thankfully they did lose Ronald Darby. Uh, but yeah, anything else we want to talk about before we wrap up, boys? Did you uh, did you watch Line of Duty then, Adam? I have not watched Line of Duty. I accidentally got into a new anime. <laughs> Mate, oh, I, I was I was going back because obviously I wasn't here. I was going back recording. So me me and me and my missus we started Line of Duty. I think it was a, a few a few weeks ago, and we're up to like we've just started season five. Um, oh wow! Oh, mate, I'm I'm so hooked. Like I'm <laughs> I'm so I I can't wait to get up to date because I'm I'm all in every night. I'm I'm excited for the next one, trying to guess. I'm, I've already got my theories who I think hates, um, and I've still got two seasons to get up to date. So we'll see how how right I am when I get there. Yeah, season five got uh, Stephen Graham as well, isn't he? Stephen yeah, yeah. Class one. He's my favourite actor. Yeah, we've got a Ted Hastings drinking game. There's, there's so many things he says. He's like, Mary, mother of God. What's it on? Uh, it's on BBC. Yeah, I had a I had a meme battle with um, our friend Tony um, in one of our chats the other day with just just using Hastings memes because he's full of, he's full of so many one-liners. Speaking of Tony, uh, I have got the Week 16 Madden game, Eagles Cowboys. 
and currently every single NFC East team is in the playoffs. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I'll, I'll let you guys know how that turns out. Um, please do not forget to check us out on our social medias. Uh, what are they, Joe? Uh, our Twitter and Instagram is at tafs underscore uk. Uh, you'll actually be able to see a photo of me. I forgot to. I managed. I got my. Uh, was it Minshew jersey came through the post uh, a couple of weeks ago from lockdown there so thank you very much I was going to wear it here but I was like mm, actually it sort of gets rid of the uh, the uniqueness of it but yeah shout out to them but yeah sorry yeah Twitter and Instagram at TFS under, underscore UK if you want to see that photo and then Facebook is that American football show and TikTok as well uh, second video up we've got 500 views on the first one it's not bad I really don't want to hate TikTok. <laughs> We've also got um, our YouTube channel. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, our socials will be floating about up above in the atmosphere somewhere. Uh, that YouTube can also be found on our website, which is thatamericafootballshow.com. Um, you can also check our friends at our Lockdown Lids there. They've been getting some really good stuff up recently. Um, lockdownlids.co.uk. Check them out. They've got some really good jerseys and helmets. You just won one again, haven't you, Craig? Uh, yeah, I was fortunate enough to win a, a Ray Lewis jersey and um, shout out to my other half. She sorted the, the help source at um, uh, Chrome Raiders Marshall Lynch mini for my birthday, which I was very, very over the moon about. Uh, it was pretty sweet. So many already. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and also please don't forget to leave us feedback on whatever platform you are listening on. It really helps out the podcast and we can update our map of where all our listeners are from. Um, we've also got a really good episode coming up next week. Tim, do you want to explain a little bit of what's going on? Yep, tomorrow's the week before the draft. So we've got a special guest on Oliver Hodgkinson, friend of the show. He's an NFL draft analyst for Pro Football Network. So he's going to come on. We're going to talk about the draft. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the other quarterbacks in the draft. We're going to talk about some sleepers, some people that are overrated, and also some prospects from smaller universities that you might not have heard of. And we'll be touching on the Tafts mock draft that uh, the guys have mentioned. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening. Uh, do not forget to check out our friends at EP Sports for all your NFL and equipment needs. And we will see you all next week for our draft episode.